At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. to check your feelings at the door check it out check it out this is am i reister or am i raw we're bringing you facts and only the truth now am i reister or am i raw i'm george reister he's ralph amson and this is reister or wrong the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth um you guys so today the nba playoffs some teams have played two games some teams have played one what are our biggest playoff overreactions right now we're overreacting today uh jerry west he's mad about winning time but what he's doing is actually only reinforcing the narrative that's being played about him during winning time uh dick vital is an old fuddy-duddy even though we love him, he's an old fuddy-duddy dishing on the transfer portal. Ralph's going to tell us about it, and it can't be good, right? Old people talking about young issues? Ain't no way. Um, and uh, finally, uh, Ralph has some important announcements to tell me and to get my reaction. Uh, but that's where actually where we will start. And you guys can always hit us up, 818-293-7547, or shoot us an email, I'm mad, I-M-M-A-D, at unafraidshow.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Pod at George Reister, at Ralph Amson. So, let's start with your situation, Ralph. What do you need me to react to today? Okay, so... You know, I'm not anti-private school. I'm not like super pro public school. I used to teach at a charter school. So I don't have any super strong opinions on, you know, I I think that uh, a school is good if the teachers are good. A class is good if the teachers are good. Um, I think it all comes down to the individual teachers, the culture they build and the effort they're putting in. So you See, could send your, okay, you could how send much your kid of, to a good school and they could have a bad teacher and they could have a bad experience. Yes. 
But how much of that do you think is based upon resources as well in terms of supporting a good teacher? Because in terms of resources and class sizes, because some class sizes in some schools, like they've had to reduce it here in California. Like it got up to like damn near 40 and like 40 to one. I think that that creates a bad working environment, even for a good teacher. Well, I, I mean, I can talk about resources all day because some things actually help teachers and some don't paying a bad teacher more is not going to do anything for, to help the classroom, but like having more teachers. So class sizes are smaller, makes it easier to check up on students to make sure that they're actually understanding the material and it lets less people fall through the cracks. So like sometimes resources you can have, I, I, I think about schools the same way I think about stadiums. The place could be falling apart, but as long as the people in it are, are, you know, focused on the right thing and, uh, you know, you don't have the heat or air conditioning go out too many times, (laughs) you know, it becomes a distraction to the learning environment. But I think it just really comes down to people. Are you, are you training people up? Do you have a way to keep them invested? Do you have a way to take care of them when they're feeling burned out? Um, And there's just a, there's a million things about the, the teaching profession that, throwing money at it won't necessarily fix. Um, but I say all that to say this, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, where it's a banking city and a lot of people have their kids in private schools. Um, the, the public schools here don't have a great reputation, but they're trying. They have magnet schools all over the city where you can get into like a lottery and go to a school that just does fine arts or go to a school that like focuses on like welding and stuff like that. Um, in conjunction with your basic high school education. But but the school district leadership, the public school district leadership here, I guess, is a mess. They've had six superintendents since 2011. What? And as of yesterday, make it seven. What? Wait, 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 wait. So this is the seventh one who is resigning. So there's going to be an eighth or there's going to be a seventh now. There's going to be. So here's where it gets weird. They're firing. They voted to fire the superintendent. His name's Ernest Winston. It seems like a good dude, uh, but he he made a couple of he made a couple of mistakes, and I want to get your take on okay. on those mistakes uh, because the, I don't really feel like he had too much control here. But I, I do want to get uh, your take. Um, but the la- they fired somebody in like 2012 and brought in a one year interim guy, and they're bringing back the same one year interim guy for this firing. Yeah. So it's technically the sixth change with six total. So they brought the old dude back? They bought the they brought the previous interim from like 10 years ago, the last time they had to fire somebody. Oh, so they brought in a dude. So but he's gonna be the interim again, right? Interim, so like yeah. and then they'll figure it out. So, no, they won't figure it out because they haven't no, figured probably it out. <laughs> I had the same superintendent all through school. Like in, in Arizona, it never okay. changed, not once. Okay, and first so thing is, this is, how do you know who the superintendent, you, are you talking about when you were in school? Yeah. How did you, how the hell did you know who the superintendent of the schools was when you were in high school? By getting in trouble regularly. And then oh, okay. eventually <laughs> getting a job with the school district and then getting a job reporting on the school's sports programs. Um within the district. And then they named a high school after her while she was still a uh, sitting superintendent, which I thought was super dangerous. It was like, Oh, you, usually you name something after somebody who's like long gone and can't, doesn't have the opportunity to like go mess up their legacy. Yeah. But like five years before this woman was uh, retired, she had her own high school named after uh, her, um, which is where uh, U of A's quarterback Gunnar Cruz and a bunch of other players, um, all went, but I say all that to say this one superintendent the entire time that I was in school. And then eventually even like kind of worked under the umbrella of, of this woman, but out here in Charlotte, they're on like seven in 11 years. And this time they fired Ernest Winston. Uh, and one of the reasons that they gave was that so many kids are bringing guns to school. Um, coming out of the pandemic, there's just a huge uptick in people bringing weapons to campus, okay. which is a huge concern. So they decided to drop $500,000 on clear backpacks and okay. give every student from ninth grade up a clear backpack and require it. 
So whole district moving to clear backpacks to clear up the problem of students bringing weapons to campus. The, the $500,000 gets spent. Supply chain issues. So the backpacks don't even come when they're supposed to. Yeah. And then six months after they're supposed to arrive, they show up and they have one of those may cause cancer warnings on them. <laughs> so that's the superintendent's fault? I guess because they fired him because they scrapped the whole backpack thing, which means the $500,000 is gone. There's still no fix to students bringing weapons. Do do you know what this sounds like? This sounds like an article I just read in the New York Times. I think it was a week ago about what happened during the pandemic where like people were scamming the government uh, over tests and and PPE changing labels on them and all sorts of stuff. And I was just like, yeah, this sounds about like that where this dude ordered the backpacks trying to do something good, trying to actually have a reasonable fix, even though, you know, you don't want to you don't want to have to run around with a clear backpack. But if this many guns are at school, listen, you got to do what you got to do to keep everybody safe. Now, yeah, this feels like a like they just wanted him gone. And they and this is one of those somebody has to be at fault. Like he didn't he didn't ask about the cancer labels like who the hell answers like that's supposed to be disclosed during the buying process. Like that's the responsibility of the manufacturer to notify you that this could be a a, because in California, they have these warning labels on things on clothes and other things. So, you know, whether to buy them or not or choose not to. So I'm just like. If that's not the case, then the school district should be able to get their get their money back. Call call Amex and dispute the charge. So, in firing him, though, they have to pay him five hundred seventy six thousand dollars to go away via twenty four thousand dollar a month installments for the next twenty four months. Bro. <laughs> That's, so I just I, I just wanted to get your take on that because I'm I'm fascinated by this. I'm out bro, here. My kids people, my kids just go to a regular public school. They like it, but there does seem to be like fights every day. Kids came back dumber and rowdier. They just did. I'm not trying to offend any parents out there, but the truth is, like everybody that I talk to, everything that I read up on, kids came back in after a year off. Parents aren't trained teachers. They weren't able to figure out how to hold their kids accountable and keep them at grade level through the internet stuff. So naturally they were going to come back behind and that burden was going to fall to teachers. And also they're just inheriting the tension of their houses. And it's been a tense couple of years. I am not surprised that students came back uh, less on track academically and more violently I- inclined. Yeah, it's just, they, it, they, I think that's everywhere. Yeah, a lot of pent up t- tension, aggression, and and all of that stuff. But so speaking speaking of announcements for my kids' school, though, I got another one today, and I want I want to run this one by you. Okay. They called us this morning and said that they are running a random security check of everybody's bags today, uh, just to keep uh, keep it as a deterrent for kids bringing weapons to school. Now, do you think I believe that's why they're searching backpacks today? No, hell no. There's a credible reason why they are (laughs) and they are going to just do this is like where they toss people's sales in jail, where like they toss the entire floor. They toss the entire floor to make sure to like make it seem like it's not targeted or that one particular person snitched. So they're like, we're going to toss everybody's sale. And then we may find some other weapons, too. But we're looking at you, little Johnny. Yeah, I just I love the idea that they're saying like, "Hey, we seem to make sure nobody's bringing weapons to school on 420." Wink, wink. Yes, <laughs> like, you know that means you know for a fact that. Drug- oh, I didn't even think about that. Is 420, that's bro? So that's what I'm talking oh, about. See, like, I was yeah, thinking weapons. about the yeah, 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 yeah. Weapons of highness. Oh, yeah. so they checking for the dope, boy. They so they gonna be. I'm just thinking about. I'm thinking about all those school security guards who like. They're just a kid standing there, nervous, shaking his. They got to unscrew the bottom of their. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kid, kid brought a joint to school. Didn't even, didn't even like uh, hide it well in his backpack. You see the security guard go through the backpack and be like, "All clear." Because <laughs> really gets his backpack back. Weed's gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, I just hey, wonder. Hey. I just wonder how often. And then, that and then if you're and if you're the kid, what are you gonna say? Nothing. It's, it's, it's like it's like the song. Uh, what are you what are you gonna do? Call call the pol- What are you gonna do? Call the cops and tell them that we're taking your money and drugs? Like what? Like what are you gonna do? Call the, we got robbed. What did they steal? They stole two kilos of coke. Coca-Cola. And guns. And, yeah, exactly, bro. Ain't no, ain't no way. Oh boy. They tried to get him on 420. Hopefully, parents were calling their kids like, hey, yo, yo, Johnny, Johnny, you don't have no dope on you, do you? You ain't got that weed on you, do you today? If so, How you many, flush oh it. my God, that's such a great point. So if that happened when I was in school, George, I wouldn't have known. My parents would have got a call saying that they were doing a school-wide search. So nobody would be alarmed. Everybody's backpacks getting searched today. How many parents out there do you think are on that level with their kids where they would shoot them a text and be like, hey, heads up, your bag's about to get searched? And would you do that for your kids? Because I don't think I would even think to. If I knew that there was a, first of all, there's not a chance that my kid could have weed in his bag and I actually know about it, right? Because his ass would not be at school with weed in his bag, first thing. Right. You you're not you're not that cool, Dad. No, 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 I'm not we ain't we ain't that cool. We cool, but we ain't that damn cool. So so there's not a chance that that would would, would happen. But if there was a but if I was that cool and I thought, hell yeah, I'm shooting him a text, bro, you better flush it. I'm nine one one and I'm like, yo, yo. But yeah, so I don't know. Um, but now it is time for our playoff NBA playoffs. We're deep into the playoffs now. We're like 12 total games in. Um, what we ha- we each have three playoff overreactions. What is your first one? Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for calling me at one in the morning <laughs> to check in on me <laughs> after the son's loss last night. I appreciate your friendship. Um I'm just My, trying to, I'm just checking on you, dude. You you do wellness checks on those that you love. <laughs> my my big first playoff overreaction is that the Jazz are cooked. And I mean like this iteration of the Jazz. Mm. I don't I and I know it's 1-1 right now, and I know they could still come back and win this series, but I think whenever it ends for them, they don't come back in the way that they were. In I the way would, that they were constructed. Ralph I cannot believe that you came up with that. Are you are you being serious right now? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Oh I think my god, dude. I 100% I could not possibly agree with you more. Could not. This Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Bogdanovich, even though they're all good players individually, this ain't working. This is not the 2004 Pistons. Where they can win a championship without a superstar, the only time, at least since 1980, that it's been done, this ain't it. And the Jazz front ownership has to be like, nah, fam, nah. Um, all right, my big overreaction. Well, no. I just want to, I want to say real quick, I don't, I, I think because if you follow me on social media, you know that I, I enjoy when bad things happen to the Jazz. This isn't that. This is just genuinely like I don't, I don't think what they're doing is sustainable. Um, Donovan Mitchell has taken fifty nine shots in the first two games and only made twenty three of them. Like too much of this has fallen on his shoulders. He's a great, great, great scoring guard, but they're gonna have to they're gonna have to find some different way to build around him. And you would think that a constant finalist for defensive player of the year would be a good, a good compliment. I don't think those two guys get along at all. Yeah. It listen, everything has been downhill since, since COVID for them. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live at bed. Three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed. Three, six, five 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Um, my first big overreaction is the Miami Heat are up in the series on the Hawks two games to zero, right? Yeah. And we need to slow down on the Jimmy Butler superstar talk. He Thank scored you. 45 points. Yes, he did. Jalen Bronson just scored 41. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a really good player. He's useful. He plays hard. He plays good defense. He brings great energy. He deserves to be handsomely paid, like in the upper tier of NBA salaries. However, he is not a superstar. Like he cannot put the team on his back night after night after night. He had a, you know, a like he's not Jordan Poole where, you know, he runs hot and cold, all this stuff, but he shot four for seven from the three-point line. He's like a 23% three-point shooter. He got in the zone last night, and, and then he'll come back next game with like 16, 8, and 8. You know, 21, 9, and 8 in, an, in, a, in a loss or even in a win. Like, come on, man. Like, Jimmy Butler's a great player. But, like, let's not – let's slow down with the superstar talk. I'm with you. He he absolutely has to earn it. He, um, I when I did see that he dropped 45, I was like, oh man, can he hear me? <laughs> like, can he hear me when I? Because I I'm just not I'm not about it. I think that he he needs to accept some of the he needs to accept some of the blame for things going wonky at every stop. It can't all just be the young whippersnapper. And he gets a lot of people that agree with him just because they hate young people. Um, but he is balling out right now, and my that that was my second overreaction was Jimmy Butler related, and it and and my and my overreaction was does he have a microphone somewhere in my house? <laughs> because I I I probably shit talk him more than any NBA player, and yeah, and usually I, I go out of my way to be respectful of the fact that these are professional athletes that have attained skills that I in my wildest dreams got to give everything everything away just to be able to dunk one time so like i i'm not i'm not i'm not being a hater of his overall skill i just think that like there's this weird gen x attitude about jimmy butler being some type of 90s throwback and he's not he's a matchup nightmare because he's a six seven like shooting guard who doesn't shoot who kind of plays bully ball <laughs> but he also bullies some of his teammates and i he's fine right i just he doesn't belong in the Steph conversation. He doesn't oh, belong. God. He's no. just 
he's not he's not there and i don't care what anybody says but if he keeps throwing together these games i'm gonna have to be a little quieter <laughs> in my criticism yep all right what's your second playoff overreaction that was it. That was it. It was that. It was that. I think that Jimmy Butler knows that I'm talking shit, and it's oh. proved me wrong specifically. Right. My second one. It is extremely obvious who is going to be in the NBA championship. Extremely obvious. Warriors versus the Bucks. This is a no-brainer. You can book it. Take it to the. Take it to the damn uh, bank. Bet it. Whatever you want to do. This is going to happen. Jordan Poole is acting like a third splash brother. He's fantastic. He's balling out. This is going to absolutely end badly for everybody in the West, including your Phoenix Suns, because I need to see the playoff bracket. Is that who they play in the second round? I don't think so. I think it would be the Western Conference Finals, but let me look that up. Yeah, because if they have to play them in the second round of the playoff. Oh my God, bro. They are absolute toast. There's no, it's the winner. The winner of Dallas, Utah plays the winner of Phoenix, New Orleans. Oh, so, oh, yep. So they're going to get a reprieve. (laughs) So then they will be able to survive without, you know, without, without Devin Booker. All right. I'm talking about through the first round. And then if they get the Mavs or the Jazz, they'll be able to get out of that series and he'll come back like game seven because, you know, NBA playoff series, if it goes seven games, takes like two weeks. So, so yeah, so he'll get – so if this series goes – and if because if you're the Suns, you either want that Jazz Mavericks series – you either want to get your series over with in five and have the Jazz Mavericks go to seven or you go to seven – and then get to seven again in the next series because then Devin Booker will have like damn near a month. I mean, literally a month almost <laughs> to recover. Um, now, what's your last playoff overreaction? I don't know if I would spend money on James Harden this offseason. Oh, you finally seen the light. If but if you're if you're a contender. It's gonna. It, he's gonna eat up like 35 percent of your entire cap, right? So he he has had a lot of really bad playoff games, like absurdly yeah. bad playoff flame games, outs, right? In closeout yeah. situations. I mean, he went he went four for twenty from three in the final two games of the of the Western Conference Finals against Chris Paul. And, and OKC, and they were lucky to get out of that um, with a win. He absolutely torched Boston in the playoffs last year and then got hurt in the first game against Milwaukee. And since that time, he has shot uh, less than 35% in four of the five playoff games that he's played in. Yep. He was three for nine and six for 17 in the two games in this series. He did have a 14 assist game and he's playing decent defense, but I just, you watch the emergence of Tyrese Maxey. You watch the fact that he like left Houston and ate his way out of Brooklyn. And I just, I, I, I look at how this is going and the Sixers might go in at all. They really might, but I don't see the wisdom in committing that much of your cap to James Harden at this point, if this is how he's going to show up in the and, playoffs. Yeah, even and he's not he even going to carry the team. And he's not going to show up in shape either. So that so that starts the uh, season. So that's another thing. My last playoff overreaction is that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to gentlemen sweep the Timberwolves. All that Timberwolves game one. Ha ha, we got them right where we want them. Dude, Carl Anthony Towns crying after fouls every single game is old. I'm ha- I'm happy that they put them on NB- on NBA TV. So I so I actually have to look for NBA TV to watch it. So I went with the Hawks game instead, and then it was a blowout. So this Memphis Grizzlies team still not sure how for real they are, but they are going to absolutely annihilate the Timberwolves for the rest of this series. 
Yeah, I mean, I, what what do the T Wolves have to do to? Because most of most of the T Wolves roster is actually like older than John ja Morant. What do they have to do to tap into some of that crazy swag that Morant walks around with? Because I, I really feel like that's the difference. The Grizzlies have a really talented roster. They finished the season very strong. Brandon Clark off the bench for them is fantastic. I love the way they're built. I just really, really like the Grizzlies. And I have ever since John Morant fell in their lap. But I, 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 you know, Minnesota has so many lottery picks and so much young talent. What do they have to do to have that level of confidence, you know, that, that, that Memphis is playing with? And I think because I think that would really be the 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 real difference for them is to not be worrying about the refs and not be worrying about things not going their way and just play like they're some of the best players in the world because they are. Yeah. Well, that team, one team ain't like the other, but Anthony Edwards is going to be special. All right. Um, we have been watching winning time with and the show on HBO about showtime, the Lakers and Jerry West is upset with how he's being portrayed. Now he's trying to rile up a bunch of, you know, other players to to uh, to testify on his behalf in a libel suit against them and all of this. And I'm like, how do you want a retraction? How do you retract a TV show? Bro, a retraction like how are you? Yes. How are he's like, I'm not an alcoholic. First thing. And but the but the thing is, him trying to control the narrative of a TV show feels very much like the way that he's being portrayed in the TV show. It does. <laughs> You're right. It does. What's funny is there's nothing about his character that in any way is offensive to me or or takes away from how I would view him. Yeah. They've essentially portrayed him as a person who loves the Lakers and is very competitive. Yes. Sometimes to his own detriment to his physical and mental health, which is like most athletes. Correct. He doesn't look bad to me. He looks like somebody who wants to help so much that sometimes he gets in the way. But right, but, but it's but not from any like, malice or bad intention. And his love is like the pure love. Right. Yes. Like his it, it, without it, it's so weird. Like without him as sort of a stabilizing but unstable force in this narrative, it's just a narrative. It's a Hollywood show, dude. He played for the L.A. Lakers. He helped out in the L.A. Clippers front office. He's got to understand Hollywood. He has yeah. to understand dramatizations. And so the, I don't know this idea, this campaign where he wants a retraction and an apology for what is like the best character on the show. Although I would be offended if I was him that they just turned me into Buddy Garrity. Because that's who this character is. He is, it is like watching Buddy Garrity play Jerry West from Friday Night Lights, the big booster. Oh, <laughs> no. See, I, I've never seen an episode of Friday Night Lights. Oh, my God. That's right. That's right. But, you do but, watch but I've seen that actual character. Um, yeah, is, that, is, that, so, is that line from, from Friday Night, Night Lights? Can he play? Uh, the warrior's like, so? sir, sir, his neck is broken. Can I say it? Can he play? <laughs> I don't remember. That. I don't remember that. We got to do a watch through of that though. Definitely. Because I think, I think you'll, um, it's such an absurd show, but it's so, so good. But that's who I feel like is like the, the sort of the main bumbling character from Friday night lights. That's in all five seasons reminds me a lot of Jerry West's character here. And I thought maybe that would be why he was offended that they kind of made him seem um, sort of like too enthusiastic, too involved. Uh, but again, this is a TV show. Not, like if, if you are thinking that this is real instead of just like having some real touch points to then make a compelling show based off of, then you're, I, I don't know how to help you. Um, but I've also never been in the situation of somebody like doing an impression of me on HBO. Oh, you so you would, you would, would you would as... not deal with that well at all. I I can I'm pretty sure that you would not deal with that well at all. Do you think all. I would ask for an apology? I don't think I'm an I need a I need someone to publicly apologize to me. No, you would you would try to melt down the entire show. 
you would be like, oh, oh, I'm suffering. I'm going to find a way for you to suffer, too. Oh, hey, guys, they cheated on their taxes. They did not do. <laughs> they did okay. not. They did not properly apply their credits, their, their <laughs> credits that they got for filming in Georgia. <laughs> That's yeah, so he, funny. So it was really weird to watch the uh, to watch the game last night where they were talking about DeAndre Ayton going to high school with Marvin Bagley because they got like so many of the details of it wrong. But I was like, yeah, no, I do know this story. Because I wrote an article saying that they weren't NCAA accredited, and then the classes would count, and that's what broke the two of them up. And Marvin Bagley transferred out. That's so, how he came to Sierra Canyon. <laughs> right, exactly. You're welcome. So I, I yeah, but I, uh, I definitely, I do have some of those tendencies, but I don't think I would take it personally if somebody was doing just an impression, just an impression based on other people's. Uh, recollections and and finding a way to make it interesting because that's not me. That's well, their I would find take. it very interesting. I'm like, I would be like, yo, this is how I'm portrayed. Is this really how I was? I mean, like it would it would cause me to sit sit back and think, like, damn, like this is how I come off. But then I'd be like 80 years old and be like, I don't give a fuck. Or just like uh, you make content, you make like you're a content creator, George. How hard would it be just to capitalize off of this and say like, "Hey, now that I have your attention, do you want to know how it really was? Now that you have renewed interest in the Showtime Lakers, come interview me, talk to me. I'll yeah. paint a picture of what is actually going on. If you're actually interested, if you actually want to know, and then you get to benefit from what somebody else did, which created curiosity. This thing of asking for an apology, I just don't. I I think people are just going to assume that this is him being the character and it's going to reinforce how people think of him. Um, when, when I, I, he, he didn't cross my mind at all of every character on that show. The person who I want to hear from, like the one who I want to hear, like, Hey, how does this make you feel? Is Jeannie bus. Everybody else. I could care less. It's just them trying to spice it up and make it more interesting. But like Jeannie bus as a character in this show is extraordinarily complicated. Yes. Yeah. Because she's still young and ambitious, but you see that she's smart, but at the same time, you're like you, she's kind of a sympathetic character, but then you're like, like she is, she's not a sympathetic character because you kind of know the ending that she turned into this like super boss chick. Yeah, but it's like you do want to be like, hey, are you okay? Because they they kind of made it seem like you watched your dad hook up with somebody at a restaurant while your parents are still married and as a direct or indirect result came up with the idea of the Laker girls to please him. Like they're kind of painting you as a psychologically damaged human. Are you okay with that? And that, she's the only person who I want to hear from in any of this, everything else is just like get some thicker skin and like, and 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 benefit from it in any way that you can with the renewed interest and get and and be able to tell your story the way it actually happened. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if I'm the Lakers, I'm capitalizing off all this because that's what Jerry Buss would do. That's what Doctor Jerry right. Buss would want them to do. He'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> this is Showtime, baby. How can we turn this into some money? Uh, how can we turn this into higher season tickets and more fun for everybody?" Or throw, throwback 80s nights at the Forum Club. Yep. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER All right, final thing up. Now, you told me about a story with Dick Vitale. I haven't heard the details of it yet. I love doing these things. When Ralph tells me something and I get to immediately react because I don't know what's going on, I just know that Dick Vitale, Dickie V, baby, he's a diaper dandy. The three P's, PTPer, he's a primetime player. Like, I'm, I'm a Dickie V guy, right? In okay. terms of college basketball. But when people get older and they're asked to, you know, comment on young issues. Now, granted, there's wisdom in being older, but there's also when you don't fully understand like technology and how times have changed. Sometimes you end up looking like um, uh, Facebook. Can you guys stop allowing those Finsta accounts? That's what you start to look like. All right. So first of all, shout out to Dickie V. He uh, tweeted out today that it's remission time and with a picture of him ringing the bell. Yeah, um, that was dope and, from, from Kansas. Yeah, so very, very cool. Uh, but he weighed into the whole, um, he weighed into the whole transfer portal thing and, and stirred up uh, quite a bit of uh, vitriol, um, especially in the like pro uh, of, of which you and I belong to very staunchly the pro being able to capitalize on your own talents um, media. But I, I think that people were um, a little bit hard on him. So uh, let me, let me read you some of the tweets, especially okay. the first one, which is, which is the one that got everybody worked up. So this is yesterday. Pathetic. What the transfer portal is doing to college sports. How is this chaos and cheating going on? Great lessons for young people to develop values needed for the game of life. Quitting and lack of loyalty is what is happening. The traits that destroy people as they face the real world. Please don't sicken me with the wacky argument that over 1,400 players transferring equates to about 50 coaches leaving. Whining that coaches don't sit versus players is solved easily Um by the rule, if the coach leaves, the player should be allowed to leave without sitting. End of story. And then from there, he went on to say, I'm getting some of the most insane replies defending the transfer portal. Nobody uh, is saying the player should be forced to stay and not leave. That's absurd. Players can transfer and work out, study for a year, ask many coaches. It helps their future. Intent was basically to eliminate the many waiver requests. The NCAA got tired of dealing with them and gave into the heat. The portal is filled with star talents that some, not all coaches, are cheating to get them into the portal. Rules state a player must not be recruited to enter the portal. Um, coaches through runners are getting the word out for people to go into the portal and saying that they would offer him players are playing for 
Uh, players playing for schools is not what player development should be. I have said often players should be able to capitalize on their success financially, but bouncing like a rubber ball from school to school and transfer portal is not healthy. I love seeing young people chasing dreams and always trying to motivate them, but 1400 in the portal is insane. What are your thoughts on Dick Vitale's attitude toward the transfer portal? He's not right, but he's not wrong. No, no. So, so, so Dick Vitale, like I said, is an old man commenting on young people issues. Right. Now he longs for the good old days of loyalty and all this. And he compares like 50 coaches leaving is not the same as 1400 players leaving. So he's right that that's not an accurate comparison. However, Coaches are not loyal. They started the not loyal business. And it's not even a detriment. And this is not even bashing the coaches because these are got these are people who are trying to take care of their family, make the best financial and e- the, the best economic and lifestyle situations for their families. That's what they're trying to do. They want to uh, be well paid, have career advancement. In a place that's geographically desirable. That's that's what people want in general. So coaches move around looking for that, looking for the best opportunity, making and then there's hirings and firings, head coaches and all of that. So some of that forces moves as well. So the, when the players who make a decision when they're seven, 17, 18 years old on where they think they want to go to college, guess what? Some of them make the wrong choice. And it is fair for them to have the opportunity to make a different choice without having to sit out because the coaches don't have to sit out. However, at the same time, I do believe that there is a misuse of the portal because sometimes kid, it is kids make the wrong decision, which is a OK. And then sometimes there is a case of kids don't want to stick it out and fight. Like they're like, I want to play now. I want to play now. And it's like, you can't play now here. You can play now somewhere else, but you can't play now here. And a lot of times you see kids running out of the portal, running into the portal, running to a new destination only to find themselves in the same spot on the depth chart. I mean, it it happens all the time. Me and you were talking about it with, with high school prospects. Sometimes kids, they transfer to places thinking they get an easy, easy win. And it's a kid sitting there already that they didn't realize was the truth. So these sorts of things happen. So you have to figure out. Well, parents have to figure out and kids have to figure out about the transfer portal when you want to get in, where you want to get in and and what the best move is for you. And. The other thing is, is him talking about the cheating and the tampering and and all of that. Listen, don't nobody want to hear nothing about that, because I have said if you are a player and you hop in the portal and you do not already have a destination, you are foolish and you are not a top prospect. You are foolish. If you are a, you know, a guy who has big numbers in college, who's well established and has played significant minutes, whether it's in basketball, football or baseball or whatever. If you've played significant time and you would be a starter on pretty much anybody's roster, like a no brainer, like, yeah, obviously that kid can start for for us. Then you don't have to have a destination when you hop in the portal because you're going to be very, very sought after. If you're a kid that's been sitting on riding a bench for two years and you weren't like a five-star prospect or a super high four, four-star prospect, you better, you absolutely better have a destination when you hop in the portal. Otherwise, you get stuck there. That, but here's my problem with that, George. And I, I will say this. I think people made some really, really great points about the fact that there's a lot of athletes that are in college sports right now that didn't have the benefit of searching out NIL opportunities because while they were in school, it became the law of the land, right? So you have a bunch of people who are just trying to see if there's a market for them. And uh, a guy I know, uh, a friend of mine, Rob Cassidy, he is um, head of uh, like basketball 
um, you know, he puts together these lists of, you know, who the top 150 players are in the country uh, for rivals. And Rob Cassidy said that my, my loyalty is to whoever is going to pay me the most money to do the job that I'm already doing. One red cent more. If you have mm. more of a monetary value for the job that I'm doing now, then that's where my service goes. And it shouldn't be any more personal than that. I perform a service. Whoever values it the most will get my loyalty, right? So that is one way to look at it. And I don't begrudge anybody for looking at it that way. Here's my issue. In order to jump into the portal and have a backdoor offer from somebody, George, what had to happen to that team's roster to where they could backdoor oh, offer where, Oh, where they had some sort of attrition from their roster. And a big part of that attrition right now is coaches are pushing the yep. players that they promised to develop, saying, come here, we'll develop you, we'll make your dreams come true. And then they look out at the landscape and say, oh, we could just get better by adding people from the transfer portal. Let me call an athlete into my office and tell them, I don't see you playing here. So yeah. do what's best for you. I will, and, and I'll, I'll, help, and I'll you. help you find a new yeah, a new location. But there's, yeah, but why are they helping? Because they want that scholarship back. Because you ain't, you ain't what they thought that they were going to be. And Dickie right. V's and not say, taking that into e equation that coaches are I, pushing kids out is. the door. I think he is because I think, and that's the part where I agree with him is that first of all, fourteen hundred players in the portal is bad. Yeah, and I I don't care how into the free market you are, and what's wild about this, in my opinion, is that you have a lot of, um, I think people in the media are tend to be a little more liberal, right? They tend to be a little more workers' rights, but not necessarily unadulterated free market. But it feels like we have some of like liberal sports media getting behind the unadulterated free market because what's good for 10 or 12 athletes that might hurt four or 500 other athletes is ultimately a good thing. I don't necessarily see it that way. If you if you get pushed into the portal by your coach and you can't get on anywhere and you got sold out by believing that coach in the first place that, that they were going to develop you, like uh, there are Pac-12 basketball schools that push out half their roster every single year so that they can go get other guys from the portal. Why would you commit to that process unless you they're capitalizing – Coaches continue to capitalize on the fact that these kids come in believing that they can do and be anything that they, you know, that, that they will be the best player that they'll make the NBA and everything like that. You, you let somebody believe something that isn't true so that you can take advantage of that circumstance. Yep, exactly. And, and I, I think that that's bad. I think you have to set up guardrails and it can't just be free unadulterated capitalism for 18 year olds to participate in you have to set up some guardrails and part of those guardrails would just be completely separating the collegiate athletic experience from amateurism like the only so, way we're going to get anywhere closer to where we want to go is if we just end amateurism and essentially we already have a huge market for it so it's not no, going to be like there, minor league there, there is still amateurism because it's not professional sports. The schools aren't be. paying. Um, it should be. It should be like minor league baseball. That's what I'm telling you. But you already have the market for it. So you're not going to run into the same things that you run into with minor league baseball. You're not going to run into like the, uh, the they don't have enough because you already have the mechanism by which to house these athletes, to educate them if they so wish to be educated. They are representing your school. Let's stop acting like they're regular students because they're not. Correct. They can't go to the classes that they want to go to. They can go to the, they go to the classes that you uh, are that you provide for them um, in the easiest possible majors, uh, so it doesn't interfere with the primary purpose, which is making money for the school. Yeah. So let's just quit pretending that amateurism is a thing while people make billions of dollars off these athletes and just set up employment protections so that when you go recruit somebody from high school, you aren't pretending to have their best interest in mind by pushing them out the door. Have a requirement in place that if you bring somebody in out of high school, they're at least on a two-year contract. Yep. If they want to leave of their own volition, that's fine, but you cannot bounce them 
just because you want to be better. And that's the portal is filled with people who are never going to play again or never going to play at the level that they were initially at because coaches are are doing whatever they can to better their own situations, whether it is at the expense of a student athlete or not. And I don't like that. I, I think people believe that the transfer portal exists. And so it's a net positive for student athletes. That's fine. But if we still have the same people using the portal to exploit the student athletes, how much better did we actually get? I don't know. I'm maybe I'm reading, reading way far into what Dick Vitale is trying to say, but 1400, it's not good. It's no, not it's not good that 1,400 kids are in the portal, but like it's their own. Like there are like you you can't try to put guardrails up around it. You already did, which is a one time transfer, which is very reasonable. So then if you transfer after that, you either have to be a graduate transfer or sit out a year. I have no problem with that. So but when you but give what people, about pushing hold, kids in, hold, hold on, hold on is that there are going to be some unintended consequences from your freedoms. There are. There there, there are, like, if you want to be an adult, when you turn 18 years old, you face crimes in a different way. Like, your jail sentences are different because you're an adult. And, and adult problems cost, like, when, when, when you're a kid and you something goes wrong, it doesn't cost you any money usually. Usually it will cost you a little bit of freedom, some time, maybe some punishment, something like a restriction or something like that. When you make big mistakes as an adult, it costs you money. Sometimes it costs you your freedom. So when you want to make big decisions that impact your life and other people's lives, there are going to be some negatives to it. Like, I don't believe that coaches should be able to pull scholarships after they've offered them to kids. Like committable, and, and I don't even be- believe in the offers like that. Like where kids are getting, I, I believe that coaches should maybe even be able to contact the kids a little bit earlier. But just throwing out offers and, and and then because I think it sets up an expectation and a disappointment when you had offers from all these Power Five schools at first. You got offers from Ole Miss. You got offers from Oregon. You got offers from Tennessee. And this and that. When you're in the ninth grade and then in the twelfth grade, you end up at like SMU. There's nothing wrong with going to SMU. It's a good school, but it doesn't have the same cachet, and you can have a kid feeling like a failure. So, yeah. I mean, w- but with all this great power and opportunity, there are going to be some negative consequences to it. And I think that, yes, you can try to mitigate them on some level, but there, you, you can't stop it. Well, I, I, I'm going to be I'm going to be a grouchy old man about it until until it finally gets changed, because I, I don't see I look at the portal and I see some student athletes bettering their circumstances but what i really see a lot of is coaches not holding up their end of the bargain pushing kids into the portal so that they can have uh shortcuts doing everything within the rules to market themselves and better their own financial circumstances at the expense of people who don't necessarily know better yet and if we're going to treat it like a business then it should be run all the way like a business, Mm. including the ability to unionize, including employment protections. And it should be completely separated from this made up, made up idea of amateur invented idea of amateurism. It's not gospel just because a thing existed when it came into your consciousness does not mean that it was a good thing. We get stuff wrong all time the time as a society where we improve on it and we make it better. The horse and buggy is not really a thing anymore. And that's because we found better ways to transport ourselves, to transport goods. There is a better way for collegiate athletics to still be a giant booming industry uh, that better protects the coaches, giving them multi-year deals as assistants would be huge, better protects the, the the student athletes, allowing them to not just be fodder, to be pushed into the portal by coaches who say that they have their best interest in mind, um, you know, to, to allow them the choice of whether or not to attend college classes 
to separate academic requirements from it because you're only representing the school in in sort of like a an honorary way anyway yeah. because you don't have all the stuff that's available to you that's available to normal students um if we're going to treat it like a business let's just make it a business all the way yeah. uh, that's my I'm rant for the day I'm not mad off. at that <laughs> you guys i'm george reister he's ralph amson peace out catch you guys later at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.